You're listening to the Direction for Life podcast. We pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. Remain standing as we read our foundation scripture today, coming from Matthew, the sixth chapter. Matthew 6, starting at verse 24, we're going to go down to verse 34, and it reads, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one or love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. More simple, this, you cannot serve God and money, or you can't serve God and the money system. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not life more than meat or food? And isn't your body more than just clothing? Behold the fowls, the birds of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap. They don't gather in the barns. They don't store up. They don't go shopping. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Aren't you much better than they? And which of you, by thinking about it and worrying about it, can add one cubit unto his stature, can get taller? So why are you taking thought for your clothes? Consider the lilies of the field, the flowers, how they grow. They don't go to work. They don't spin. They don't put forth effort. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon and all of his wealth, glory, wasn't arrayed like one of these. So why, if God clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? Oh, ye of little faith. Therefore, I'm telling you again, take no thought saying what we shall eat, what we shall drink, how we're going to be clothed. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, the people that don't know God, the people that don't have a covenant. They worry about those things. For your heavenly father knoweth that you have need of all these things. Here's what you do. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore, take no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. You may be seated. So Bill Winston, Dr. Bill Winston, started preaching the other night, and he used the subject, he used the subject under new management. And when he started talking about being under new management, the Lord told me to continue with that train of thought with a series that he gave me probably three weeks to a month ago that I didn't know when I was going to teach it. It's something I probably taught 15, 20 years ago. Let me see your hands if you was here 15, 20 years ago. Let me see your hands. Okay, put your hands down. Let me see your hands if you weren't here 15, 20 years ago. Come on, if you were not here 15, come on, it's all right. Okay, so that means at least half of y'all need to hear this again. And the ones who were here, they don't remember. They forgot. But hopefully, because it's not just something 
that you remember in terms of fact, what I want to present to you, it's a whole nother way of living. So even if you don't remember the exact points I made, hopefully when you heard this, it shifted how you live. That's what this series, this message is designed to do, to shift how you live, okay? So often, especially among men, or the more among professional men, you meet people and they will say, well, what do you do? Or better yet, even say, what do you do for a living? What do you do for a living? And right now, let me tell you, the most natural way to answer that, I'm a teacher. I'm a professor. I'm an attorney. I work down at the mill. I, I'm a salesperson. But by the time I finish this, if you get this in your spirit, that's going to trigger something else when they hear that. When someone says, you, uh, what do you do for a living? Either you say, whether you say it or not will depend on your boldness and maybe even who you're around or the context, but your mind should go to, I believe God. What do you do for a living? I sow seed in the kingdom of God. I make my living by my giving. Okay, now, I didn't always do that and always understand that, but well over 20 years ago now, when I got revelation of the word that I'm teaching you today, I shifted how I live. I make my living by my giving. Some of you, I need you to listen to me clearly. Some of you went through things and you got subdued. You let the devil punk you. And you start thinking you made your living by your profession. You start thinking you made your living based upon clients and customers. But you got to know you make your living through the kingdom of God, by obeying God, by living by faith, and sowing in the kingdom of God. So watch this. The devil can never put me under circumstances because I will sow my way out. I will sow my way out. If I have to give it all away to get out of a situation to show God I trust your system more than his world system, I'll do it because he did it before and he'll do greater in the future. We started this ministry. I'm full-time in the ministry, believing God for $3,000 a month to just sustain what I had through my corporate job. We didn't own a home. I'm believing God for everything. Soon as I went full-time ministry, some of you heard me tell a story. I got up and looked at our 20 to 40 folks in attendance. All of them weren't members. About 20 of them were members. Half of them were looking at me cockeyed and sideways trying to figure out who you are, if you're serious, what's going to happen with this church. So they were not all in like that. Because this is how things work in the church regarding finances. When you're coming into the church, the last thing that comes is your pocketbook. When you're getting connected, the last thing that comes, because I don't know them like that. So let me come check them out. 
couple months later, maybe I'll start giving at a rate that shows I'm vested. But when folks leave the church, the first thing they leave is their pocketbook. They still here, but they stop giving. They still here, but I ain't tithing anymore. And so that's where we were at that time. And I looked at those folks. I said, well, you know, if y'all could find it in your heart to give Pastor Marshall and I $20 a week, we can maybe make it. And folks looked at me like some of y'all looking at me now. You said the Lord told you to be full-time in the ministry. You need to ask the Lord to give you that $20 a week. And immediately the Lord rebuked me. The Lord said to me, don't you ever get up in that pulpit or stand by, I didn't have a pulpit, then that, that podium. Don't you ever stand behind that podium and ask anybody for anything for yourself. He said, don't you ever take up an offering and ask anybody for anything yourself. So you can rest assured, anytime I'm receiving an offering, it ain't about me. It's about this church and what God called his church to do. Because I'm going to be all right. God showed me that. Long before this church could pay me a dime, God was taking care of me. And if he did it before, he'll do more in the future. Y'all knows how I'm saying that now, right? <laughs> and so people, and Lord said to me, don't you ever ask people for money for you. He said to me, these people are not here to meet your needs. You are here to meet their needs. He said, you make sure their needs met and I'll take care of your needs. The Lord told me, he said, you do your job well and I will pay you well. Yes. And I've been living like that now for since 1997. Told me, you do your job well, I'll pay you well. God's paying me well. I must be doing my job well. And I'm not saying that with any type of pride. Okay? And so I had to make a decision who I was going to trust. Because, y'all, we all have to live. I don't care what your profession is. I don't care whether you speak in and out of tongues. Whether you speak Hebrew, Shebrew, no, Nebrew. <laughs> we all got to live. We all need food. We all need water. We all need housing. We all need clothing. We all have needs. We have needs. Then we have wants. Then we have desires. But how we live and how we get those needs, wants, and desires met, it depends upon which system we believe and trust in. And so I want to speak today from the subject, changing financial systems. Changing financial systems. What you depend upon to get your needs met. What you depend upon to get your wants met. Wouldn't you depend upon to get your desires met? And notice I say it in that order. Those you've been around for a long time know I believe that that's how God starts blessing us and prospering. He starts off with needs, we go to wants, then we go to desires. Starts off with needs, we go to want, then we go to desire. Some of y'all are broke, okay? And you're not supposed to be broke. You're broke because you don't understand that progression of needs, wants, desires. You're broke because you're living in desire realm and you need to be living in need realm right now. Again, I didn't say it. I heard another preacher say it, so I'm going to say it. Don't get mad. If you're real mad, ask me. I'll tell you who said it. 
But a preacher colleague of mine would say, you're not supposed to have a Louis bag in a cavity. Let me try this side. You shouldn't have a Louis bag in a cavity. You need to get the cavity fixed. But you desire Louis bag. It ain't time yet. Get the cavity fixed and then go to Walmart and get yourself a lag. You can't, it ain't time for a bag. Just get yourself a lag and go on about your business somewhere. That's not, okay? And there's nothing wrong with those things, you know? And, and, and let me say this here. Um, I have not, again, it, 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 I, I'm, I, this, I, I know how God's blessed me. I know he's done with me. But I have colleagues who, they believe God for this, they believe God for that, and, and regarding material things, I never believe God for material things. I believe God will increase me. When God increases you, you get options. You, you, you all understand that. I need a, a Mercedes, a Mercedes. Just let God increase you. When God increases you, you can have options and live as you want. You need increase. And God promised he'll increase you. But you got to manage increase as you go. So we all have needs, we all have wants, we have, we have desires. And you first, you learn to trust God for your needs. Then you go to your wants, your desires. An example I've used for those of you who were not at faith school or didn't watch faith school, one of the things I've taught over the years regarding that progression is that if you have no vehicle here in Columbia, South Carolina, all the more in Orangeburg. <laughs> if you have no vehicle, what do you need? A car. Okay, now up north, particularly New York, New Jersey area, they got public transportation out to Yin Yang. You got options. I'm gonna take the tra train, I'm gonna take the you know, bus, I'm gonna go this way or that way. Uh, my daughter, she kept wanting to, she had a car when she went to New York and uh, it sat in my driveway. And she kept saying, Dad, I wanna take my car. She didn't know, she, she hadn't lived up in New York. I said, I said, this car is gonna be a headache for you in New York. Especially in the winter, with all sea, when when the when the snows, you can't park here. You can park here this day, can't park there that day. I said it's gonna be a nightmare. Keep that car here. And then eventually, she eventually she, that 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 worked out. And uh, and we sold we sold a car. She was so shocked. We sold a car. I think I got like fifteen thousand dollars and gave her the money. She was shocked. She said, "Dad, you really giving me the money?" I said, "I bought you the car. It's your car." She she, she thought well. She thought since I. Since I bought the car, you know, if I gave it to her, I gave it to her, right? Okay? But, but anyway, so you don't need transportation there. Here, you need. Okay? So I'm saying, no, I just need a friend with a car. No, your friend will tell you you need a car. Okay? You need to get a car. Okay? You need a car, but you, you need a car. You uh, desire you, you want a four-door, and you desire a Tesla. But what you need, so if you, if you don't have a car, you ain't been afforded the car payments, you don't even know if you can pay for gas, you don't even know if you can pay for insurance, you don't go right out and get a Tesla and then walk up to me when I know you all, that your needs got needs telling me how much the Lord has blessed you. No, you, you, you skip some steps. Faith is increasing. If you don't have faith for $100, don't try to do, don't, don't get a $1,000 bill. Y'all quiet on me now. 
You don't have faith for $100. Don't get a $1,000 bill. You're going to be 10 times stressed. So we all got to meet our needs. But how we live, how we get those needs once it dies, depends on which system we believe in trust. When you got saved, y'all, you became a citizen of the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody shout, I'm in the kingdom now. When you got saved, you became a citizen of the kingdom of God. You first got to get that revelation. Before I was saved, I was outside the kingdom of God. Once I get saved, I'm in the kingdom of God. Listen to me, these folks are lying to you that we're all children of God. The Bible says as many as, as received him, to them he gave them power to become the sons of God. First uh, John, the third chapter, verse 1, says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it does not appear what we shall be. Okay? Now, now, when's now? Since we got saved. Now, we're all children of God in a creative sense, but we're not all children of God in relationship. Once you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, he becomes your father. You become his son and his daughter. You are now in the kingdom of God. And, oh, my God, somebody, this is going to bless you, somebody. And you are now God's responsibility. Oh, my God. My daughter, because I'm a good, good father. Somebody shout, good, good father. My daughter, not only my daughter, but all my kids, okay, when they were in college, because I had this, I had to work and, and worrying about money and stressing when I was in college. I don't want any of my children to be worried about money, okay? They had, they had, they had credit cards that I, uh, that were, they were authorized users of my credit cards. The whole thing was just let me know. Don't let me get my statement and then see you to put some stuff on there, okay? Because then the credit card get taken away from you. Right, Chandler? Right? <laughs> okay? They were authorized users on credit cards. Um, they had automatic deposits in their accounts every week. My daughter, because she was overtime. My daughter get married, well, how old is she going to get married? 30, 29? Huh, 30. So she was 30. Everybody else got married, and they were, you know, and the boys, they, they came out of school, got jobs. Well, she was on overtime. I was believing God for her to have a husband. Okay? Kendra, up until she got married, she got $250, $250 a week from every week, part of her account. Um, until she got married. Not, and anything else she needed was taken care of, but I remember I was looking at the calendar, and she got, her wedding day was October 2nd, same day as Chandler's birthday, uh, October 2nd, 2021. And uh, about three weeks before, I said, just want to let you know. Your last child support check <laughs> will be October 1st. 2021. She said, Dad, can you give me a few extra weeks? I said, no, I don't believe in taking care of another woman's, another man's wife. And I told her that. I said, I don't believe in taking care of another man's wife. Which is why when he got ready to marry my daughter, we sat down. I said, I need to know you can take care of her. Because she's used to a particular lifestyle. She don't even know what need is. Okay. And we ain't going back to that. 
And I said, I said that, that don't mean you got to be rich and running over. I said, you don't have to buy bags and all that kind of stuff. But she, I, I need to know that things going to be taken care of. And I said, if there's ever something that looked like the need ain't being met, I said, I want to let you know I'm going to step in there for my daughter. You going to have a problem with that? He said, no, sir. I said, all right. And, you know, we don't need to be having no problems. Every time we don't have no food, your daddy buying us groceries. Yes. <laughs> She got to eat, and I'm gonna tell her now. If you're not, if you got enough, give him some. <laughs> but my daughter, my children are my responsibility, especially my daughter. Okay? Now I'm old-fashioned. Y'all, I couldn't even sleep last night. The Lord, I, that, I'm, through, I'm getting ready to do this single. Let me see all the single women. Raise your hand, all single ladies, okay? The Lord woke me up. I, I woke me up at, at 4.30. I mean, so I didn't get no extra hours sleep. Woke me up at 4.30. Couldn't, I, try, I think I may have fell back to sleep. Could try, maybe around 6 o'clock, then it's time to get up. And uh, dealing with me about you, about you young ladies. About, about talking about this, this single ladies night. And I know we traditionally called it what dad didn't tell you about men, but really what, uh, I, I'm really gonna talk to you from the heart of a father. About, about from, the, from the heart of a father. Uh, I, I still believe, I'm old fashioned now, I, I still believe men take care of women. Now, okay, but I also believe, watch out for the gold diggers. Okay, I believe when I believe men should take care of women. Okay, um, there's nothing wrong with women working; can bring something to the table. But brothers, you need to understand there may be times that they don't. They may have the option to bring something to the table. You got to be bringing something to the table all the time. Okay, I said how I, I raised my sons that way. I said I said men take care of women. Okay, and and so this I still believe this. I believe that. It's best to live off one salary and live better with two salaries. You live off one, you live better with two. Let me say it again. Some of y'all getting some free counsel here. You live off one, you live better with two. So if we only have one because stuff happened and these jobs ain't loyal, we still got lights, we still got a vehicle, we still got food, but we ain't going out. Okay, we, we and, and yeah, we, uh, I don't like to eat leftovers more than one day, but these leftovers may have to stretch. <laughs> you know, and y'all, I don't know if Pastor Marsha, if she be trying to pump me or if she really forgets. So like, it'll be like Wednesday, she gonna make me some meal. I said, didn't we get that Sunday? I said, no, we just got that yesterday. <laughs> I said, no, no, because remember, we went this over there, and we had it that day, and Monday we did such. No, this is like three days old. She can't ever remember. Okay? <laughs> what I'm saying, y'all, is that when you got saved, you became God's responsibility. Right? Colossians 1.13. Boy, I ain't getting nowhere, but hopefully y'all already got something. Colossians 1.13. When you got saved, he did, God delivered us from the power of darkness. Peter put it this way. He called us out of darkness. 
into the mouth of life. He delivered us from power of God, and he translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Come on, say that. Say, I'm a kingdom citizen now. Okay. Have y'all noticed? Have y'all noticed which hostages are being released over there in Gaza? Talk to me. Americans. Who you think negotiating for those, those American hostages? The U.S. government. Why? Because we trying to take care of our own. Our fight ain't your fight. Okay? The Bible says anyone who doesn't take care of his own, the word says that. If a man doesn't take care of his own, especially those of his own house, he's worse than an infidel or unbeliever. So God going to put that in his word and not take care of me? I'm his own. I've been bought with a price. I have not been redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold, but I've been redeemed, I've been bought by the precious blood of Jesus. I am God's child. He is responsible for me. My daughter and my son-in-law, they're getting ready to do some things, make some financial moves. And she said, I told Dad, I told my husband, now, nah. He said, I don't have, he said, I don't have a whole lot of money to give you towards this thing. She said, but I kind of got money because I got a daddy. Y'all didn't catch that. I don't have money, but I got a daddy. If you can just get that revelation. Oh, my God. I don't have money, but I got a daddy. I got a daddy, and he's a good, good father. If you would just make that translation in your mind, you will go through life without all this fear. But when I don't have money, I got a daddy, and he's a good daddy. Not only is he a good daddy, not only is he rich, he created rich. He's the originator of rich. Why? Because he said, all the gold is mine, all the silver is mine. And Jesus said, so why are you taking thought? What you gonna eat? What you gonna wear? What you gonna put on? What I just read you in Matthew 6 is the foundation for, for how I live and, and how this church exists. Those six and a half years that you hear me talk about us being in Maine struggling, I cut my teeth on this word. And I meditated on it because there were times we didn't have food. There was times we didn't have uh, or look like we were, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's time, I'm not going to say it's time we didn't have food. We were in between. We were in between chicken wings. And we're laughing, but I kind of really mean that because we would be down to our last. And Marshall would call me up at work and say, we don't have anything else to eat. And I said, well, God said in his word, take no thought. I'm here to work these claims. You try and bring me worrying about this food. I know it sounds crazy. I said, God going to supply. And did, didn't he do it, honey? Randomly, somebody calling up. This woman, what was that woman's name, who worked at the fish market? Lord, we, Pastor Martin, we eat fish, but we eat a lot of fish then. <laughs> what was that woman's name, honey? No, that wasn't Miss Davis. Miss Davis helped me out with the rent one time. That, that was another blessing. Okay. 
Okay. Well, watch it. We watch God give us food. We watch God give us favor. There, there was this woman in our church. She couldn't stand the pastor, but she loved me. Now, now she should have liked the pastor. But y'all mean no harm, y'all. But y'all gotta say this is one of these Methodist churches where the pastors go in and out. So the people they don't necessarily develop relationship with the pastor like that. They like the last pastor. They don't like this one. They like the pastor three, uh, three conferences ago. They don't like, she couldn't. She did not. She couldn't stand that pastor. But she loved me. And one day she called me up. She said, you, "The Lord told me to ask you, do you need anything?" I sure do. What you need? I'll rent. Well, how much you need? $700. All right, I'm going to give it to you. I never asked anybody for anything. She called me. I didn't call her. Now, some of y'all would have missed out on God. No, I don't need nothing. <laughs> and all your stuff outside your house <laughs> with a big old tag on the door. I sent somebody to help you, but your pride wouldn't receive it. That woman worked down at the fish market, down at the wharf. She would call us up and give us all kinds of fish. Another time, the pastor in the church we were in, now I was teaching a Bible study. I'm teaching faith. I'm teaching then the same thing. I'm teaching y'all here now the same thing. It just hadn't manifest yet, but I knew it was true. I knew it was just a matter of time. And watch this. And we didn't even have our food. And I was saying, take no thought for your life. What you going to eat? What you going to wear? You going to put on? I was just learning it. But I was like, Marcia can tell you, I literally would learn it, read it, and go teach it. Learn it, read it, go teach it. Learn to reach and, 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 and go teach it. And, and people would call. One, one time, we down to nothing. And the pastor, the pastor called me up and said, listen, I need to go shopping with me. I said, all right. We, we we, we went to go shopping. Now, mind you, we didn't talk to anybody about our circumstances because I'm teaching faith. I got to walk this thing out. We go shopping with him, and he said, he said, you know, my wife usually does the shopping. What do you think? You, she'll get this one or that one. I said, well, huh, I like that one. You want this or that? You think this one's better? I said, well, this one's better. We, yeah. You, you, know, this, well, you get this one. And so he said, thanks for going shopping when he bring me back to the house. He said, help me take this upstairs. All is yours. I watch God supply our food. Okay? I told Marcia, we ain't going on Wick. But Wick was on us. Because we had a neighbor next door who was on Wick. And she was shared a wick with Marcia. Then when I found out what wick was even meant, I was mad. Women, infants, and children. What about the man? I ain't a woman, an infant, nor a child. I live up in this piece too. I watched God. And I got the revelation, I'm God's child. God del say, say this, say, God delivered me out of darkness. I'm in the kingdom, so I'm his responsibility. If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content as well as an online community and various small group sessions. 
To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for marriage, faith, and family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rdcitv. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifest on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time.